The flyover state sports show is for a mature audience. It contains strong language and adult situations. We do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast. Viewer discretion is advised. Is this on? by a very special guest today because he's no longer a reoccurring character because he's been gone for almost a month. Caleb the Beads Ubol. I think I've I think I have more appearances in the last month though than our third guy, uh Gavin. He's still working on his house. Still, still working on his house. Well, you know, at this point, I feel like this is just my podcast and you're my video editor. That's pretty much what it is anymore. I'm just the one that edits it. And, you know, you, you've done a great job. You've held the fort down. I was like, Sam, I'm going to be honest with you. These next three to four weeks, they're going to be really rough aroni. I'm going to be gone every night, reffing. And you're like, I got you, bro. And you got you guys held you held this on lockdown. That show with uh, Sam and Jacob. Beautiful. Uh, did, you get, did you get any of those questions right? Uh, the first few. Yeah. The first few, well, those were really easy. So yeah, no, and then you got to the one there at the end where it was like it was the quarterbacks who finished its fifth or sixth place in the final CFP rankings. Y- yeah, and then I was like, oh god, I don't. Wait, was it? I think it was finished fifth or sixth. Yeah, was, no, yeah. that was that was a brutality. Yeah, no, I I would have been out in a hurry on that. No, but the first few questions were pretty 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 good. Well, I appreciate it. You know, we've been doing power hours, you know, me rambling on about nonsense. We got my projections for the college football playoff. And I absolutely just kept talking and never getting to a point about anything. And it was great. Beans, we'll have to get yours at another time because we're Actually, we are kind of close, you know, maybe next week. So next week, Beans, I will be broadcasting live in living color assuming we ever actually upload on youtube again that isn't a uh, basketball tournament but i will be live in living color from the garden state of new jersey holy shit i will be at my father's place next wednesday you're gonna be in like three different time zones man you're gonna have to three beans i'm an hour ahead <laughs> That no no fucking way! It's only an hour ahead. Beans, what? How many time zones do you think are in America? Five. Okay, one sec. How many time zones do? You, okay, in the land, in the continental U.S. In, in I, continental in the in the contigu- contiguous forty eight states. How many do you think there are? Isn't there five? No, there's only four. What the fuck? There's only four. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> Eastern, Central, Mountain, and West. And then, like, Alaska's in, like... Yeah, and then you got Alaska and Hawaii, whatever. Hawaii. But and then, I mean... I get, okay, like, you know what? You Like, America, Samoa, and, like, all other bullshit. Yeah, there's only four. Okay, I don't get that. That doesn't seem like we split America right, because the distance it takes from Kansas to New Jersey is the same distance from us to Washington, and it's like... There's two time zones that way, but there's only one I, the other way. It doesn't make no, sense. I, I don't actually think that's correct. And we're also like on the beans. Kansas is also on the very western part of the central time zone as well. Oh, yeah, because Goodland is mountain time. Yes, Goodland. Uh, I actually just repped with the guy the other day. He went to high school in Goodland and said it was such a like a weird experience like some teams would come there and they'd be like three o'clock and they'd be playing games or they would go somewhere else and it'd be like five o'clock or something it was it was kind of cool so that, that is one of the weirder things is that like you're goodland and if you so actually my one of my former co-workers 
he was from Goodland, and I, I, I play trivia with him and everything. So, like, we're still pretty close. But he was from Goodland, I'm pretty sure. And he would talk about how they would, like, wrestle, like, literally, like, 20 minutes away from them, and they'd be, mm-hmm. like, in a different time zone. Yeah, it's and literally, he, it's a home field advantage, dude. He said it was, because he was a wrestler, he said it was fucking awesome, because, like, he would leave, he would leave school early to go 20 minutes away, and then you'd get back and you'd fall back. And so, like, instead of getting home at, like, a 10, 11, you get home at, like, 9, 10. Why? Awesome. He said it was so why, why didn't the time zones just follow the state line? To me, that um, makes the most sense. Not, uh, well, I don't know exact. So, the time, you know, time zones are stupid, by the way. Um, they're, they're kind of arbitrary, and, you know, some of the, I think you can vote on, like, what time zone you're in, because, like, in a technical sense, because Arizona's in Central Time Zone, isn't it? No, Arizona's not in Central Time Zone. No, Arizona has its own time zone. Like it's like no, it it's doesn't. like yes, no, it, it does. No, Arizona is in Mountain Time, but it doesn't recognize d- does not recognize daylight savings time. Oh, okay, that's what it is. So that's it, what it is. So it's in Mountain Time, and then it's in Pacific Time, like sometimes. So it kind of alternates, except, and I watched I watched a video on this. Shout out Trey Schmidt. Um, the Navajo Nation Reservation inside of Arizona does recognize daylight savings time, but then I think there's an enclave, but that's like a Hopi reservation. It's either part of Arizona or part of the Hopi reservation, but they also don't recognize daylight savings time so you can drive from like arizona through the navajo nation through like the hopi reservation and then back out the other side and pass through i i think there might be another like not so i think it's arizona and then the navajo nation reservation and then there's a hopi spot with like a navajo nation spot that's like around it and so if you drive in a straight line, you pass through, you change your clock like seven times in like an hour worth of driving. That is stupid. During the correct time of daylight savings, obviously. Yeah, no, during the, yeah, Because okay. if they're all in the same time, um, they're all in the same time at one time. I don't know exactly, but no. So, um, I mean, I don't even know who came up with like time zones. I, I know the Prime Meridian goes through London, and it's all based off of that. You know, so, I think we veered off away from our original. But I love veering off, Beans. <laughs> so you're there's going to nothing, New Jersey. <laughs> there's nothing to talk about other than random bullshit. K-State, yeah. not playing football. KU's not playing football, yet the Chiefs are playing bad football. And no one quite cares about basketball until conference play. We don't need to talk about anything that has happened to K-State basketball over the uh, last couple of weeks. And we didn't watch any of the KU stuff because KU plays the same game every time where they play a team that they probably should beat by 10 and then they get down to them by almost double digits and then they win by like five. Yes. In the last two minutes. It happens every time. It's one of... If realistically, I can't believe I don't just sit on KU games and live bet them when they go down like eight. Because then you can just bet the win. I can just bet money line and I'd win like 90% of the time. I feel like if I did that for the entirety of my life, I could have an extra like couple thousand dollars just laying around. But I That'd don't do nice. that because I'm a scared weenie. Anyways, yeah. so the Eastern time zone goes to about like Indiana and the uh, think about Indiana all the way down. Western goes or uh, Central goes into like the Rockies ish. And then the divide between the Rocky and the Pacific one is the one I don't really know. I think it's like obviously your coastal states and then Nevada. I only know that because I went to Vegas recently. And then, like, maybe part of Arizona, and I think a part of Idaho is part of the, uh... Yeah. 
Pacific time zone, but not all of it. Not all of Idaho is part part of the same time zone. But anyways, the Chiefs are playing bad football beans. How does that make you feel? You know, so we're going to go ahead and just talk about that Patriots game. Um, Man, what an awful game that was. Thank God they flexed that out of Monday night. Could you imagine? It was so weird watching the Chiefs at noon. I was like, we're so spoiled getting the 325 games. It's like this noon time is really weird. And it felt awkward to me. But yeah, I'm kind of torn on this win. Um, anytime you beat a Bill Belichick team at New England, it's like, yeah, that's a win. But it's like, are they really that good? Like their defense there's, there's is like a lot t- of teams that have beaten the Patriots and Bill Belichick in New England. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, the Patriots have still a top 10 defense in some categories, and then they have, like, a 30-second ranked offense in every category. So it's like, yeah. Uh, However. Bailey Bailey Zappi, big big past couple of weeks for the Zap Master. uh, That's my dog. That's my sleeper, baby. Yeah, that's Um, my sleeper. He's about to go to sleep when they draft Drake May. Yeah, that's honestly what's going to end. They fire Bill Belichick. Um, Oh, they won't. Fire Bill Belichick. He will just retire. No, they will mutually part ways. No, yeah, it's always the verbiage on that. Um, However, Snyder. um, However, there is a lot to look positively on it. Um, From that game, you know, let's just get out of the way. Kadarius Tony stinks. I. it, it stinks that Mahomes gets two interceptions counted against him because one was just an obvious, just bad throw. He threw a pretty bad pass. But then the one on Tony, it's like, uh, was the ball a little behind Tony? Maybe a schmidge, maybe a little bit, but like you're an NFL caliber wide receiver and you do that. It's, it's like, how do I, people I, drop those passes? Like with those gloves, with re- with gloves nowadays, how it's so sticky. Those? And I'm I'm about to throw him out to the wood chipper. If I'm Andy Reid, I am throwing him out to the wood chipper. And he might have hands of wood. No shit, it's it's pissing me off. And <laughs> we talk we've talked about this texting each other. It's like just throw him in at running back at this point. But it's like then you can't because he's going to get hurt. It's like there's no win you here. Care if he gets hurt, genuine question. Right now, yes, because right now, yes, because Sky Moore is going on to IR. However, are you sure they just signed Anthony Miller? However, um, I don't know if Nicole's twenty-one day window is closing here soon, so he should be coming back here soon. So, like you know, maybe a one for one, you lose uh, Kadarius Tony, you gain a Nicole, so that's fine. Um, actually, you lose Sky Moore and you gain a Nicole, so. Give That's me fine. More Richie James snaps, David. So, this last game, we have seen an increase in 12 personnel. Actually, honestly, 13 personnel, but then Blake Bell just looked awful. He couldn't even block. Um, but we've seen an increase in Noah Gray snap counts. His snap percentage has gone up significantly. So, I think we're going to start seeing a lot more 12. Um, I think we are going to start seeing a you know, let's just go ahead and get this out of the way. Rasheed Rice looks good. Nine targets, nine catches. That motherfucker can't stop fumbling the damn ball, though. That's going to be a pain in the ass. But everybody's, uh, the whole team's having this issue. So it's like, is this sure, a like, is this a Richie issue or is this just that everybody's having this issue? How do we fix it? So I'm not, I, I, I'm it is an issue. He does technically have more. Drops the Kadarius Tony and a couple fumbles, one of which was a complete but, backbreaker two weeks ago. But he's also actually producing. He is producing and he's getting the ball more. So if you take if you take for what it's worth, like, yeah, Richie or uh, Rasheed Rice is getting the ball more, but he's also fumbling quite a bit. But it's because he has the ball in his hands more often. So there's, you know, it just kind of countered. Um, it it. I do think Rasheed Rice has a role in this offense. I do think he is a very, very good wide receiver. Um, however, yeah. however, I, I'm waiting for us to get that wide receiver two. You know, let's find that wide receiver two, wide receiver can three. Find a wide, can we find a wide receiver one, please? 
Not, uh, let's let's just go ahead and say Rasheed is that wide receiver one. Yeah, we don't. We made Price a, is the wide receiver one. This offense is never gonna get off the ground. Beans. I'm exactly sorry. no. Now that's the point. But let's just say Rasheed Rice is the wide receiver one. We still have to find wide receiver because in this wide receiver room right now, we don't have a wide receiver one outside of Kelsey. And right now in the wide receiver room, it's Rasheed. So Justin Ross is coming back. I have said this. Don't bring. I know we're going to talk about the bet. Shut the fuck oh, up. <laughs> oh boy. I honestly, in my heart, believe that Justin Ross was supposed to have more of a significant role in this team. However, it got set back. The clock got set back a little bit. You know, it's going to take a little time for him to acclimate. I just hope that he can catch. He can carry the ball. He can, you know, if he could just do those two things, if he can catch it and he can carry it, he is already a wide receiver two on this offense. Who is the wide receiver two on this offense right now? Is it Justin Watson? That's who it feels like. It is. Yeah, no, it is Justin Watson. Justin Watson is the wide receiver two. Such a gross offense. This is the worst offense of all time. Exactly. Really- Actually, if you want to be if you want to be honest with it, like Noah Gray is like wide receiver four. I, I, I know it's hyperbolic for me to be like, oh, just the worst offense of all time. Like, obviously, there's been worse offenses. But, like, I, I genuinely want to know what people think our record would be if Mahomes would have, like, toured his ACL against Detroit Week 1. And we just had fucking, like, Blaine Gabbert. We would have just been... But see, the, the, the crazy part is, like, uh, we would say, oh, this wide receiver room is still good. We just had Blaine Gabbert throwing the ball. Oh, dude, that would have been the worst thing of all time to ever happen. That I would, still, that would like set this. us back two years. I honestly don't think that that would have happened, though. I, I think it would have been such a disaster. And Blaine Gabbert is seen as at least competent. That, like, I just... Boy, howdy. I You know, I think the offense actually probably would have... I don't want to say ran a little smoother. I think it'd be more consistent. I think it'd be worse. I think it'd be more consistent, though. Because Blaine Gabbert's just a game manager, obviously. And so, like, he's just going to take what defenses give him. And Andy would actually have to fucking call, like, coach a game. Yeah. And They'd just be like, hey, 15, go do this shit for me. Um, CH even came out this game, too. He, he looked good. He ran the ball well. He had that great cat. He caught a ball in the end zone. He looked. This looks like the CH that we should have had rookie year. And it's just now happening in year four. I mean, look, be honest with me. Do you think Isaiah Pacheco catches that ball in the end zone like that? Yes, because you really think so? He doesn't have to jump like six inches. He only has to jump like two. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I would give you I that. I don't know. I don't think he's running that route, though, if, if that's the case. I mean, I don't know, man. To me, like, Clyde, Clyde had a skill set. Had wide receiver, had a wide receiver skill set coming out of LSU, and that was kind of like his big selling point was that he had wide receiver skills, and he worked out and like with the wideouts during the draft, and like that was kind of the thing that made me okay with drafting where we did. We shouldn't have, but that was one of the things that made no. me okay with it. Was like, hey, like this guy is not an elite athlete or anything. He's not big, but he's got wide receiver skills. So even if he stinks, like he's still a third down back, right? And then like he, it didn't really translate. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, so. it, it was, what it was was it was see it was like looking at Christian McCaffrey and thinking, ah, I like what Christian McCaffrey does, and this guy has a similar skill set to Christian McCaffrey, but we're gonna like make him like six inches, like not six inches, but we're gonna make him like three to four inches shorter and like add 0.2 seconds to his 40 time you know what i mean yeah um i just hope that it's gonna sound real gross of me but i really hope he doesn't play good enough to where we give him a second contract unless it's gonna be dirt cheap dude i can't imagine that there's any market for clyde there's a reason we didn't there there was a reason we didn't trade him when you know everybody's screaming at their lungs trade this guy it's because a, there is no market, and B, he's worth more on our team than he is paying the. You know what? You know what? If he is just Samaj Pirine, that would be great. Yeah, and he's uh, he's looked God, he's looked I, good. My my opinion of this 
has shifted from I thought there was no way that he would get a second contract to now I think we would give him a vet man. Yeah. Or like maybe a little bit more than a vet man. Yeah, and if that's, you know, Jet McKinnon's not no spring chicken anymore. Um, so if we're looking at it as, hey, you know, come in and be yeah, our running back two. We're going to draft somebody. They might take your place as the two. You become the three. Like, this is what we're looking at, Clyde. And he's like, you know what? That's fine. I don't really know what's going to happen with Jet, to be honest. You know, we're talking about that. And to me, it's just very much like, you know, him and Mahomes are like boys, aren't they? Yeah, they are. I think I think Jet was uh, I think Jerk McChicken was in his wedding, if I remember right. So, yeah. So, like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like McKinnon kind of just has a job until like he doesn't want it anymore. Yeah, um, that that's probably true. However, you know, I don't know. It's however. Uh, anyways, that. That's kind of enough on the offense. We've kind of like just screamed, I feel like, about the offense for a little I bit. Mean, we've been yelling into a void, and I just want to put credit where credit is due. To me, is everyone kept saying, oh, well, it'll get figured out. And I said, it probably won't. And it hasn't. Yeah. Um, the defense, you know, it looked pretty good. I, you know, down the stretch here, I, I think one player that's going to have to really just ramp it up, and it, it, I'm gonna have, uh, there's going to be some people that are just going to hit their brakes here in a second on their car as they're listening to this, but look, I think Chris Jones needs to step it up here. He needs to hit that gear now. It's that time of year um, where he needs to find find his pace, and we need that we need that energy going in for the next – because let's go ahead and talk about the next game. We're playing Las Vegas. Are they good? Are they bad? We don't know. Um, there's some games they look really amazing, and then there's just some games. I think we don't. I mean, for me, I I don't think they're very good. I think they scored zero points against the Vikings, and then everyone's gonna point and scream and shout about how they put up you know 63 against the Chargers, but they did it against Easton Stick, who's number but one. But Easton Stick. But Easton Stick is on offense. They put up 63 against the Chargers defense. <laughs> also terrible. Yes. Bosa, dude, that team quit, by the way. Like, I don't want to spend too much time on that. I've never – the only other team that I've, like, physically watched, like, quit worse than that was 2020 K-State. Like, that against Texas on senior day, that team fucking quit. <laughs> yeah. So we got the Raiders coming up. You know, here's our stretch the next three games. We got the Raiders, Bengals, Chiefs. You know, we're playing Aiden O'Connell, a backup not quarterback. Chargers, not Chiefs. I don't think we're playing ourselves. Uh, oh, sorry. Chargers. You're right. Um, we're playing the Raiders, you know, backup quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, who's now taking over starting. that starting role. Because he, just because he, you know, didn't start the season started, I mean, he's not the starter. Correct. Then you got Bengals, Bengals, who's a uh, Jake Browning now, and then you got the Chargers, who could very well potentially be Easton Stick. They're probably looking to get a top, you know, five to ten draft range pick here, and so they're probably just looking to finish out the season with a losing record. Um, you know, there's there's a good chance for us to get three wins here and help us out in the playoffs. I, I, I do you see us getting a one seed here? Two seed. No, I don't think Baltimore is going to lose enough games. Neither is uh, I, I. I just don't. I think we blew our chance at a one seed when we blew that game to the Eagles, and when we blew that game to Detroit, and when we blew that game to the Packers. Like I mean, there's there's a lot of different, you know, and blew that game to the Bills, or blew that opportunity to the Bills. There, there's a lot of different. Like every game that we've lost this year, there have been. Chances to win those games, and we blew it. <laughs> That's really all I can say about on that. You know what I mean? Yep. They blew it. They didn't get it done. And, I mean, they don't look like one-seed material anyways. Uh, Baltimore is going to play San Francisco, and, I mean, you're kind of hoping that San Francisco pulls that one out and Baltimore gets to uh, one game ahead, and, you know, they have to go play whoever, whoever, and whoever. But... I don't know. My opinion is on the rest of the season, I think you're playing the Raiders at home, which is what you want to do. 
You're playing Jake Browning, which is just generally better than Joe Burrow. I know Jake Browning's been a dog, but like it kind of seems like every back quarterback goes through this phase of like I'm gonna play really, really well for like three or four games, and then the league's gonna figure out what I like to do, and then they're gonna kind of like mitigate me. And we haven't. Jake Browning's played about three or four really good games in a row. Um, you know, this is Josh Dobbs' arc, his uh, Tommy DeVito arc. Um, so Jake Browning is like super fun, but you know, he's probably going to fall off in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And the Chargers will be firmly removed from the uh, interim head coach bump. In fact, don't be surprised. I don't even know who the Chargers are playing this week, but don't be surprised if they win because interim head coaches almost always win their debut. Who did they name as their interim? I haven't even... I don't even know. They... Literally some guy I'd never heard of. It was like an offensive like line coach or something. Why not just move Kellen Moore? Because those guys never get those jobs. <sighs> and because basically if you move someone, basically he's just a figurehead. Like he's just going to be the head coach and the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator are going to like sh- share most of the responsibility. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, to be honest, though, why would Kellen Moore get the nod? It's not like the offense has been any good. Exactly. Um, honestly, you know, Kellen Moore probably just didn't want it at this point. I honestly wouldn't be shocked if, like, these next, you know, three weeks, we don't show our hand much. I really think we just keep our cards to our chest. Um, and we oh, just... God. No, I really think we're... I don't think we're going to fix much these... Matt Verderam had a really good quote and I put it in our group chat once it was uh, watching the Chiefs the last 14 weeks is like watching the Titanic 14 times and expecting different results I still think these next three weeks we're going to get the same results I just think we're going to win them I think the problem is though Beans and the reason I don't like this is there's no there's nothing to help flip the switch anymore like you know in 19 and 20 and even 21, like, you know, you're like, oh, like, the Chiefs can just sleepwalk through some of these games, but they always show up for the big game, and they can always flip the switch, and they can, like, come back. And, like, this year, you know, they have all these opportunities to come back, win the game, you know what I mean? And we haven't done it once. Yeah. Not to my knowledge, at least. I mean, we might have, but, like, you know, the Bills didn't happen. The Eagles had an opportunity there. Didn't happen. The Broncos, that that was the only game that we had where it was just unattainable. But, like, we had an opportunity to get the lead back against the Broncos, and, like, we just got fucking manhandled. The Lions, like, we had an opportunity there as well. Like, just every single loss that we've had, minus the Broncos, we've had, like, a chance, you know, with the ball or whatever, to go tired, take the lead. And it's just like, yep, we're not going to do it. It's like, like, you know, you always expected Pat to get that done previously, but, like, now it just doesn't happen. No, yeah, you are you are absolutely correct. So, I don't know. I don't so, know. I, that, that's what I, that's what I'm afraid of. There's no, there's no switch to flip. You know what I yeah. mean? We we are what we are, and I don't think we're good enough to win a Super Bowl, which is fine. Not every team is built good enough to win a Super Bowl, and I definitely think they can go and lose an AFC title game or whatever. But like, I I, I just don't see it necessarily. So, what is your uh, score predictions for this next upcoming game? And Christmas I, Christmas Day, by the way, this is going to be fucking great. I I think. On the road on Christmas Day is kind of just like one of those things where it's like, I don't really want to be here. Um, I think. No, it's at Kansas City. Yeah, no, I know. I, I was oh. For Raiders. oh, for the Raiders. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit of I don't want to be here. You know, team, Miami scored 70 against Denver and then proceeded to get locked down by Buffalo the very next week. It very much feels like in the NFL when you drop like a. Fuck, fuck ton of points 
or whatever as a team that is good, not great, or whatever, or in, or in Vegas's case, like average, not even good. Um, it feels like you come down to earth very, very quickly, especially when you have a long time to like, you know, think your hot shit after that win. Um, I think the extra break is going to help, obviously. Um, and I am slightly concerned about how slow the Chiefs defense has played over the past couple of weeks. It's mostly starting with the Raiders. Um, but I think that because it's game two, uh, they know a little bit of what the Raiders want to do. Aiden O'Connell's not going to slice and dice like that, probably. Um, my guess is probably something along the lines of like 27 to 17. Yeah, that's about where I that's where I had it. I'm glad you brought up the defense. Um, we saw a lot of Nick Bolton and we didn't really see much of Drew Tranquil. He battled that concussion. Um, you know, maybe he didn't practice a lot this week, this last week. And, you know, we didn't want to throw him out there against the Patriots. We need him healthy for the playoffs. So. I hope we do see more tranquil because he is obviously a huge difference maker. Yeah, Willie Gay had that interception, but uh, this is, you know, this is when we need our defense to step up here. I think it's going to be a 31, probably 31, uh, 20, 20 game, 31, 20. <sighs> of note, this goes back to the AFL days, but, um, at the end of the 2015 season, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs were in last place for division titles at uh, eight. And the Broncos, Chargers, and Raiders were all tied with 15 for first. Um, if Kansas City defeats Oakland this week, they will have won their ninth? Mm, no, they might have had they might have had eight instead of seven. Doesn't really matter. They will have won their eighth or ninth conference champion or division championship in a row and be the team with the most uh, division championships in the division at 16. That's been impressive. I mean, however, you know, a lot of the other teams have been kind of rough around here the past couple of years, but still it's very in the NFL, every game is tough to win. So eight in a row is nothing to sneeze at, that is for certain. Exactly. So all right. Well, by the time that we film next week, I believe that KU will have already played their bowl game. So I think it's time for us to do our bowl previews. We'll start with the game that comes first. That will be your University of Rockshot, Kansas Jayhawks, versus the UNLV Running Rebels. KU comes in as the eighth-place team out of the Big 12, going against the runner-up in the Mountain West. UNLV, I believe, comes in this game at nine and four. KU yes, comes that is in correct. At eight and four, I believe, and I believe it's the Rely Quest, New Mexico. Er, uh, the Rely Quest uh, Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Ah, fuck! I don't remember. What, okay, it's the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. It's in uh, Arizona. That's right. I that that formerly known as the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl. Formerly known as, oh, what was the name of that one? They switched it. It was um, the K State played in it with uh, when Alex Delton like had a big ass game in the bowl game. You remember what that one was? Oh gosh, Tax Slayer Bowl? No, it wasn't the Tax Slayer Bowl. I it was. Golly, what was that called? I can't it, remember. So it used to be the bowl game that was in Orlando, and then that one became the Camping World Bowl. Or whatever. Was it like the Papa John? No, it wasn't Papa John's. It was something... Well, now, Beans, look it up. 2017 
Kansas State bowl game. It might have been 2018. No, Alex Delton. Kansas State bowl game. Did you go bother me? Cactus Bowl? Okay, well, maybe it was called the Cactus Bowl. Well, it was called the Cactus Bowl. That was against UC. That was against UCLA. Yeah, I, I, I know. I don't. Whatever. It, yeah, fuck it. It doesn't matter. Fuck it. Doesn't matter. Back to me. Um. It, the the bowl games like traded names. That's all I remember. They they traded sponsors at one point. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter. Anyways, so it's it's the uh, guaranteed rate bowl. They're playing UN, UNLV. Um. In case you was gonna win this game, but. Like, 20. <laughs> right? uh, the line is at minus 12 and a half currently. So, yeah. yeah KU's going to win by 20. Um, KU is going to basically have everyone like there. KU's had like no transfers, unlike K State. And that's um, been huge. So, I mean, KU is like at full force. Whether or not K- it's possible KU loses people to the portal after the game, theoretically, I wouldn't necessarily bank on that. I feel like. Everyone, most everyone can come back for next year. I think, you know, if you're concerned about where guys go, it'd be after next year, especially if things don't pan out super great, which I don't see that happening personally. But anyways, so Kay's going to beat you on be like 41 to like 20. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, I That's probably about the same score I have. I honestly don't even give UNLB the chance to score 20. I think it's going to be like 35 well, to 10. Well, UNLV is like, okay. And like, you know, yeah. the, the thing is, is like UNLV is going to care about this bowl game. This is one of those bowl games where like, it's going to be a good game for at least a little bit because both the teams actually want to be there and most of their players are still there. Like that's kind of the big thing. You know, we'll talk about K-State and NC State. But there are like so many kids in the portal for both those teams. Yeah, um, I, I just think Jason Bean just has looked really good these last, um, you know, when he's been healthy. Uh, I just, I, I just don't see UNLV stopping him at all. Um, I'm not I saying he's like, I'm not saying he's like an X factor, but I'm just saying he just is good. He's really good. Um, yeah, I mean, I to me, it's just very much a. I don't think UNLV is going to like stand much of a chance at stopping KU's offense. Um, of note, KU's offensive coordinator did leave. So, I mean, there is, you know, the possibility that new offensive coordinator doesn't quite mesh with everything, but I cannot imagine that that's going to stop KU from beating UNLV. Yeah. And so then on the other side of the coast, K-State is playing at North Carolina State or NC State in the Pop-Tart Bowl, formerly known as the Camping World Bowl. So K-State is going to get to go down to Orlando and potentially Avery Johnson's first act as the starting quarterback will be to eat a life-size Pop-Tart. <laughs> which is kind of hilarious if we're being honest as mentioned previously Kansas State has lost several contributors to the transfer portal they're currently down to about one reliable running back in DJ Giddens they I, I don't even I don't think Philip Brooks is playing in the game that's kind of what I had heard oh I did not hear about that but that's kind of I, I, he, he, like, declared for the draft, but, like, I haven't really necessarily seen him. So, Philip Brooks is going to – I'm just going to call him questionable. Philip Brooks is questionable for the game. I'm not for sure. I think it would be kind of weird if he didn't play, but that's whatever. Ben Sennett will not be playing in the game, so we would that down to Swanson. Oakley, he did opt out in pursuit of NFL dreams. Go make that money, King. And a myriad of ports of transfer portal kids will not be there. Though many, including of heavy contributors, Will Lee will not be there, obviously. Texas A&M transfer. Nate Matlack won't be there. Transfer to Pitt. Kobe Savage is committed to Oregon as a transfer today. That's a big loss. 
Yep. And Will Howard, I don't think has officially committed to USC yet, but obviously Will Howard will not be there. He is crystal balled to USC. I'm sure that that either happened or is happening currently. So brand new everything except for the offensive line at this point. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked that none of those guys have been like, you know, they've they've had historically not, you know, this last this past year was kind of a little down, but historically they've had a really good offensive line with this crew. Um, I'm shocked none of them have declared or, you know, thought about the next step. Uh, well, I think BB BB kind of did, but he basically said he was going to play. So yeah, um, I, I just hope that you're going to see a lot of Avery Johnson, you know, running around. You're going to see a lot of option. You know, you're losing your number one wide receiver um, and Senate, so it's going to be a kind of a scary game. Also, I don't know who's going to play secondary for K State, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, so right now, K-State secondary, you know, they like to play They like to play five in the secondary. Kobe is gone. He's the quarterback of the defense. Willie is gone. And so you're down to Siegel, Parrish, and then who's the other? Who's the other safety? Oh, it's got to be Marsh now, don't you think? Well, I don't, I can't remember who the starting safety during the year was. Well, it was Savage and Siegel. Then who is the third corner? Will Lee, Parrish. I mean Garber, I guess. So I guess yeah, Garber, Keenan Garber. But hasn't he declared to transfer? Has he? I haven't seen anything on that. Okay, well then maybe not. So yeah, Garber will probably play with Parrish, and then you're gonna have like Siegel and still a thing, or did he transfer? I can't even remember. There's, this is how bad it is. I can't remember who's even on this team half the time. Yeah. Um, you know, right now, our biggest threat is DJ Giddens and uh, Austin Moore playing linebacker <laughs> coming back is kind of big. Uh, I think, did Jadon Jackson transfer as well? That I don't know. I'm not sure about that one either. You know, we'll find out during the bowl game. Yeah. Um, and North Carolina State has also just been afflicted with transfers as well. But uh, do we know uh, is you know they're starting Brennan Armstrong? Is he they, playing? They will be starting Brennan Armstrong. Well, fun fact: he is their leading passer and their leading rusher. So, are you still there? Okay. I am. I'm getting a call and responding to uh, in text. So, what are your final score predictions for this game? Um, honestly, I think it's really hard not to take NC State just because of, you know, I to me there's just more I think really it comes down to the quarterback. I don't know anything about who's transferring out of NC State. I just know the guys that are transferring out of K-State. You know what I mean? Yes. So, to me, you lose your offensive leader, you lose your defensive leader, and, you know, your secondary, and the other team at least still has their offensive leader. Um, I, I'm just going to take NC State, like, 31 to 28. Um, NC State's also pretty good against the run. And they had they they literally had like the defensive player of the year on the team, their their linebacker I can't remember his name, but he won defensive player of the year. So like they have the defensive player of the year, and they have their quarterback. So they should win. Yeah, and they're closer. So I'm gonna take NC State to win narrowly. Too much too much turnover at K State to win that game. No, I, that's that's exactly right. You're correct on that. Um, I, I have NC State winning this one as well. I don't think I don't think it's like you know blowing us out of the water, but like a twenty four seventeen. Yeah, no. I again, it's just one of those things. It's like there's more continuity 
with NC State right now. Now, could K-State win? Yes. K-State conceivably could win. But there's just a lot of turnover and a lot of uncertainty remaining. Yeah. So, I think it's just very hard to, uh, you know, pick K-State at this juncture. But, like, it's one of those games where it just would not shock me if they ended up just winning for no reason. It's kind of what K-State does sometimes. But I do believe... Has K-State won a bowl game under Chris Kleiman? I think they won one bowl game under Chris Kleiman. Yes, we won one bowl game under Chris Kleiman. And it was, against was he? it was against LSU, who didn't have a quarterback. Yeah, that was, what, two, two, three years ago? 2021. Yep. We lost to Navy in 2019 in the Liberty Bowl. Didn't make a bowl game in 2020 because we went 4-6. and six. Um, Won the Texas Bowl against LSU, and they're no quarterback having ass. Yes, yep. In 2021, and then lost to Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. So, Clemson doesn't have the best uh, track record in bowl games anyways. So, yeah, I think we can put this one to bed. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Oh, I tell you what, Beans. I am tired as the holiday season rolls around. I agree. So, Beans, before I ask you for your... uh, because we're, we're turning this into a power hour. It's been executive, executively d- decided, you know, at the beginning of the show that we were going to, uh, you know, turn this into a power hour. Because Sam is tired and has to be at work at 5.30 tomorrow morning. And Beans is tired and probably also has to do the same thing. Actually, actually you're correct, yeah. So, Beans, I have one joke for you today. Um, it would be very ironic if you're, like, the only... So my friend told me this joke yesterday, and I got it because I'm not a fucking idiot. But um, not everyone who I've told this joke to get has gotten it. And so I want to see if you get it because okay. you normally don't get things. Oh. <laughs> beans, what is the difference between a ganza bean and a chickpea? I don't know. I would never let a gonza bean on me. <laughs> you got it. I, there's, you know, there's got, I feel like there's got to be like a certain like level of like IQ and just like gutter mind to understand to get that joke. I like that one. <laughs> well, I'll tell my buddy you enjoyed it. I'm going to write, I'm, I'm write that down. I'm writing that one down. Hang on. Never let a gonza bean me. <laughs> okay, what is the difference between a gonza bean and a shake? I used to put gonza. I don't know. That's why I orated it. That's why I didn't write it. I, I don't even know if it's a gonza bean. It could be like a gorbanza bean or something. The bean doesn't really matter. I texted to my boss because Tyler likes jokes like this, um, but he's really super intelligent, so he's going to tell me the difference. I don't know if gonza beans are a real thing or not, but he's going to try and tell me the difference, and I want to be like, no, it's, I wouldn't let a gonza pee on me, but... Uh, it's a gonza bean. Oh. Well, I might have to fix that. Yeah, it's a gonza bean. So you won't let the gonza bean on you, but you would let the chick pee on you. Yeah, that's a funny one. I appreciate that one, Sam. Thank you. Thanks. I'm glad someone finally got that. I told that. (laughs) I, you know, the friend who will be not named, but he was pretty stoned when I told him that. I don't think I think it went over his head. And I was disappointed. I thought he would really enjoy that joke. So I tell you what, Beans, do you have a thought provoking moment before we head out of here? Oh, I might have something. Um, let me look through my notes app here. Um, you can ask me what the difference between a gonza bean and a chickpea is. No, actually, okay. Um, this is just something that I believe in wholeheartedly. Um, I don't know if I've said this on the pod or not, but I believe in this wholeheartedly. Uh, fun fact: Fun fact: There's a new Casey's coming into Manhattan. That's now two in the city of MHK. Um, as they're building it. 
they had they you know how they have to dig into the ground to put in those tanks. I firmly believe that there is no such thing as multiple tanks down there. I think it's just one tank and there is no difference between premium gas, you know, leaded unleaded gas. I think it's just all the same gas and you're just being tricked into paying for more for different gas. That's my you know, that's my wholehearted opinion. I don't know. I feel like anyone who buys like anything above I, I, so I, I I will say I think you're wrong because I think you can actually you can actually Well, I think I'm right. Well, what I'll say is is I think like the premium and like the ultra premium gas lasts slightly longer. But what I will say is I don't think it actually makes up for the economic benefit or makes up for an economic benefit. I think it like technically will last longer because it's better gas, but like not in a way that will make it worth buying. I feel like if you buy premium gas, you're a tool. Uh, have you ever accidentally put premium gas in your vehicle? No. I have. <laughs> Wait, so you've done it, but you say that they're all, that's all the same thing? Yeah, I couldn't tell a difference. My truck performed the same, so I, obviously there's no difference. What, did you feel like the gas lasted any longer? No, I felt like I just got ripped off and paid more money. <laughs> well, that's why I don't buy premium gas. Well, that's why I don't buy, buy premium gas either, but I accidentally clicked the button. I was like, well, I ain't canceling this now, so I paid for the premium. I'm not going to lie, Beans. I had to put like $1 in and then like went and like filled A dollar was like a fucking drop, dude. Well, then I would have just like squirted it once and like called it that, called it done. You just like, but then you just lose the dollar. You don't like spend more money. It's too much effort to cancel it and then just but, to like, you don't redo have to it. Cancel it. You just pay like a dollar and then yeah, you but go back through the process. It, it was just too much of a hassle. I ate the whatever, however much I had to sell my house to buy that gas, but I fucking did it. Probably just sell your car to get the gas. No shit. Um, but yeah, that's what I believe. I just think you're getting scammed. You're paying. You're paying more money for the same gas as coming from the same tank. That's my opinion. You can't. I. You know, honestly, like, sure. That's like not the dumbest thing you've said on this podcast. Like that is so like tame <laughs> and everything. <laughs> That's so PG. <laughs> like, oh, ooh, they're ripping you off with the premium gas. Like, yeah, of course they are. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what do Honest, you mean? Yeah, that's like that kind of like the same conversation we had at work the other day. It was like uh, <laughs> we were talking. We we're like, you know how we just say we can't print more money because then like it would make everything more expensive. It's like, why just can we not just say that? Let's just print more money and just say it doesn't cause any issues. Let's just let's just do you know, it. <laughs> part of that, you know, honestly, sometimes I think that that might just be true. Fiat money is just very much like you know a market supply and demand. But yeah. Like if we if we just said no, that's yeah. Not just true. what what happens if we just print like twenty more of those? Because you see those videos of those machines just constantly making dollar bills or twenty dollar bills or whatever. Uh, and it's like, oh, but if we keep printing this, like it's going to cause inflation. It's like, but why can't we just say it doesn't? Let's just say it doesn't for a little like, while. Like, here's my thing. It's like, okay, what if you gave everyone like below a certain point, you know, enough money to get to like a certain point? Obviously not. So like, let's say, you know, you have people that are making like you want everyone to make 40000 a year or whatever, right? And so you bring everyone up to 40000 a year or like close to it or, or closer to it using a stimulus. And they'll be like, oh, well, that'll cause inflation and prices will rise because there's more money. And it's like, but what if we told companies they couldn't do that? Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like what it when it's like, but that's not free market capitalism. It's like, well, maybe free market capitalism stinks. <laughs> but why would you want to raise the price of your gallon of milk? When people are gonna buy your gallon of fucking milk, because I don't get more it. Money, there's more money, so there's more there's more demand for it, so you can increase supply. You Basically, know, there there would be more demand for the milk, or whatever. So you can, so because there's more demand for the milk, you can raise you can raise your profits to where like, yeah, basically. Again, because there's a bigger demographic that can afford your milk, you can raise your prices on your milk 
and you can like make more money. The the equilibrium point shifts essentially. Yeah, but now I'm now instead of buying the two percent milk that's super cheap, I might just go ahead and buy the oat milk. I, hey, I'm feeling a little fancy now. I got a little extra money in my pocket. I'm going to buy. Yeah, some but oat the oat milk, milk is going to get more expensive too. It would be like if every it would be like if you had three people. Right, and one of them makes like eight dollars, one of them makes four dollars, and one of them makes you know two dollars or whatever. This is probably a terrible example, but like if you made it to where the two dollar person makes so, like your your equilibrium there, all right, I'm gonna say eight, five, and two because those numbers are easier, <laughs> yeah, but like that's fifteen dollars, so your equilibrium is five, so like you know, you can sell to the first two people, but if you raise basically whatever it doesn't matter companies are bad <laughs> yeah that's it that's just really bad i didn't mean to get political here but uh, you know just you're buying you're buying from the same gas company and i just don't know why we just don't print more money and just say it doesn't affect anything we're good so yeah. that's where i'm at that's where i'm at in my life i don't give a fuck so i don't care either i'm just yep. here with my jelly of the month christmas bonus because it's the gift that comes all year round Yes, sir. All right, Beans. We're going to end this show with your live reaction to my top five Christmas movies of all time. I'm so pumped. Let's hear it. All right. Give me a second as I think I'm five. I have a very solid top four. My top four is sound. By the way, there will be absolutely no Die Hard. I do not believe that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. We just did a fundraiser thing. It was like, well, it wasn't a fundraiser. It was just like a thing where like people would donate food and boxes. One box said, it, the question was, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Donate in the yes box or donate in the no box and see who won. Uh, apparently in Manhattan, Kansas, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. So No, Die Hard is a movie that takes place during Christmas. It has nothing to do with learning about the meaning of Christmas. Ergo, it is not a Christmas movie. So what's number five? I'm still trying to think of what number five should be. Bro, you got Uh, like... Honestly, all right. Number five. Oh, I think... I, it, is it called A Year Without a Santa Claus? Is that the one with Heat Miser and Freeze Miser? Sure. I think that's it. The one with okay. the clay base, they're like clay, right? Uh, dude, I... It's going to sound weird, but I the only like Christmas movie I've seen is Elf, so you can say whatever uh, the fuck you want. El- Elf is an honorable mention. Okay. How is that an honorable You've mention? You've only seen Elf as a Christmas movie? Yeah. That is ridiculous. Number four. So number five is whichever one, you know, it's basically just the heat miser and the freeze miser. So I don't give a shit about any of the rest of the movie. Those are the watch those clips being you will love them. Number four. Charlie Brown Christmas, one of the great movies of all time, especially when, you know, Lucy is asking about, uh, Jingle Bells, when uh, the one kid has to play it on the piano, and he keeps playing it really nice, and she's like, not like that, but he has to, you know, poke the, uh, <laughs> he pokes the piano. <laughs> it's just like, uh, great movie. Have you ever seen Charlie Brown Christmas? Nope. James, for God's sakes, have you never seen Charlie Brown Christmas? Nope. Alright, number three. A Christmas Story, A Boy Looking for His Red Rider BB Gun. Very funny movie. Love the movie. Very funny. Is that the I, one where he shoots it and pokes his eye out? Yes, he shoots his eye out. It's a great that's movie. The only, that's the only part I've seen. The best part of the movie is when the father um, wins a major award, which is the leg-shaped lamp. And the, and the mom turns the lamp off when they're going to go buy the Christmas tree. And the father is like, why'd you turn the lamp off? She said, ah, conserving electricity. And it pans out to the house and all of the lights are on in the house. Even like, even like the attic light. Oh man. Great movie. Number two is 
Christmas Vacation, Chevy Chase's greatest <laughs> performance, in my opinion. One of the funniest movies. Um, is it's Uncle Eddie, isn't it? I'm pretty sure. I can't remember all the characters' names. Yes, because I I dressed up as Uncle Eddie for Halloween once. So yes. yes, that is correct. Uncle and he Eddie says all time great character. Shitter's full. The Melakaliki Maka scene. If you know, you know. Um, just an all-time one-liners, Jelly of the Month Club, everything. It's fantastic. It's a fantastic movie. This would be a lot more interesting if you had actually seen any of these movies. But the number one greatest Christmas movie of all time, Jim Carrey's 2000 Grinch. The all-time greatest Christmas movie of all time. The Grinch learns the meaning of Christmas. And he is just hilarious the entire time. <laughs> oh man, I love the scene where he yell, where he argues with himself with the echo in the cave. And my all-time favorite is when he's debating on whether to go down to Whoville to accept the award for being the Christmas cheer miser, and he talks himself into a scenario about how. It could be a cruel prank, and there could be a cash bar. How dare they? <laughs> so those are my top five Christmas movies of all time, Beans. Do you have a rebuttal? No, this is a great list. Uh, I completely uh, do not disagree with you. Like, this <laughs> he is... doesn't disagree because he doesn't know. <laughs> I've seen Elf. Elf is, Elf, is a, uh, Elf is outside looking in for me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's a good movie, but it's not up there with the greats. Not classic enough, not funny enough. Yeah, so, no, good good list, Sam. Thanks, Beans. You're welcome, right. Sam. We're going to start the process of heading out. Beans, do you have any final things to say to our lovely, lovely viewers? Nope. Uh, I hope everybody has a safe travels. Uh, have a Merry Christmas. Um, we'll be on here before the New Year. So, but um, if anybody doesn't hear the next episode, Happy New Year too. And to everyone, it is the Christmas season. We forgot to put this in the beginning of the episode because your host probably got a concussion from banging his head against Casey Fay every day at football practice for two years. But we are doing a giveaway. If you go to our Twitter account at underscore underscore F3S, that's underscore underscore capital F, the number three, capital S, we are in a giving mood. If you retweet the tweet with the link of this episode, we will be giving out a free t-shirt to everyone who does so. So What? To everyone? Oh, wait, we're drawing it? Yeah, no, this is a draw. I can't afford to fucking give it to everyone. We're no longer in the giving of giving moods. Holy shit. (laughs) Everyone will be, everyone who retweets this will be entered into a drawing. We will draw it on Christmas Day and you will be tweeted at for the support. So, everyone, I want to thank you so much for listening to us. Have a very, very Merry Christmas and retweet this episode and you might find a shirt under your tree. Thanks again to all, and have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thanks again, and goodbye. Peace. Fuck, every shirt, dude? God damn, I'd be broke.